We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Second half of the show today, second part of the show, not half, because we got some more going on. Second part of the show today is going to talk about how Notre Dame has improved as a football team since last year. Obviously, the record is improved. Through eight games last year, you were five and three. Okay, so you're you're one game better than where you were a season ago. The schedule you played last year was a little bit more hit or miss. Ohio State, Marshall. North Carolina were pretty good. Stanford was not. UNLV was not. Cal was not. BYU was kind of middle of the road. So you you played a good schedule last year, but not a great schedule. You should and, and the funny thing is the team that they lost to in that five one of the teams they lost to during that five and three stretch, the last loss they had in that was to the worst team they had played in those first eight games. Schedule has certainly ramped up quite a bit uh, as as Notre Dame looks at what they've done this year. So that that's part of it. So the six and two compared to five and three, it's a one game improvement, but it's, a, it's been a, a, against a better schedule. You know what I should have done is I should have done, I should have looked at where, where opponents were uh, at the same time and seen kind of what the schedule was. I may do that, put that on the message board and, and cause I'm going to write an article about this this week and, and I'll, and I'll put it, uh, I'll put that into the article. So uh, we'll have a little bit more context. But the second half of the schedule or the last four games is not as challenging as it was last year, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I think that could be debated. The top two teams were better. You had Clemson and USC. But, you know, or excuse me, second half of the schedule last year is better than this year. Excuse me. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, you could debate that. The, two, the top two teams to me last year, you had Clemson was a top 10 team. USC was a cl- top 10 team. Uh, they're not ranked this year. The second best team you're going to play second half of the year right now is probably what Wake, who's three and three, maybe even Stanford, who's two and four. And you know, last year the only real bad team you played was Boston College. Uh, you know, Navy Navy wasn't that good either. I guess I should play a couple, but I mean, this year you're playing three teams that are probably going to have a losing record when you play them second half of the year. So I, I don't think the schedule is going to be as as good second half of the year. So that should lead to more improvement. But. Uh, 
I, th- I think overall this team has played a tougher schedule this season and they've improved in a lot of ways. And so I, I think this dis- discussion is going to be kind of interesting to put some context over what we're seeing. And so that's what I want to do. And we're going to start with the offense because I think this is the side of the ball that is going to spark the most debate, to be honest with you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The fall season is incredibly busy for me, which makes it hard to spend the time needed to make healthy meals and live a healthy life. If you have the same problem, you'll want to try Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. I've had Factor Meals, and I'm going to continue buying from them, especially with a special discount for Irish Breakdown listeners. With Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and prepping and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. You can choose from 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all ready to eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish50 to get 50% off. I've tried it. I'm sticking with them. You should try too. So when you compare this year's offense to last year's offense, and so in the graph on the left, and there's two, so I'm going to, I'm going to go down to different parts of this. So this, this part's going to look at total scoring, total yards, rushing, big plays, turnovers. Second part's going to focus on pass game, red zone, and third down. So there's two different graphs for each, each part of the breakdown. So when you, when you look at where Notre Dame is this year through eight games compared to 13 games last year. So the numbers on the right are going to be season long totals. This year, Notre Dame is averaging 33.3 points per game offensively. So the asterisk by those two numbers at the top means this. That's where Notre Dame finished the season ranked in scoring offense, but the number to the left is actually what the offense scored. And and so this year, Notre Dame is about three points ahead of where it was last year. If you remember correctly, a, a, a lot of that scoring average came late in the year in the final games. 
So in the last four games of the year last year, Notre Dame scored 35, 35, 44, and 27 points, which helped up their scoring average. And they had three games in the first eight games where they scored over 40 points a game. It was against Syracuse, UNLV, and North Carolina. Notre Dame has already topped that. They've got five. So you're seeing more improvement. They they their their scoring average took a jump. And if you count the bowl game, Notre Dame in the last five games of the year. Let me actually do this do this data. And the reason this is matters because Notre Dame hasn't got to that point yet. And and the schedule is going to be even even weaker. Where Notre Dame faced the, a really tough first half of the schedule. But if you look at last year, and you look at where Notre Dame's numbers were last year in the final five games, including the bowl game. Uh, they averaged 37.2 points per game offensively. Actually, let's do it this way. So they had uh, let's see, 21 plus 35 plus 30, 44 plus 27 plus 45. The last five games, actual offensive points, they scored 34.4 because they had a couple defensive touchdowns in there. And this year, uh, they haven't got to that stretch of the game. So if you look at the course of the season, they were 30.2. This year, they're 33.3. That also includes with the new clock rules. That also has to be taken into account. Yards per game. Notre Dame is only up about 18.3 yards per game on the season, but there's a big jump in yards per play. That's the one that you need to look at and say, look, that's that's where we've seen the biggest the biggest jump is yards per play. Right now, Notre Dame 6.8 yards per play, if they finish with that over the course of the of the season, would be their best mark since I believe they were 5.2 last year, 5.3 in 2021, 5.6 in 2020, which was a playoff team. Four, oh, I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong number. They were 5.9 last year, 6.1 in 2021, 6.2 in 2020, which is a playoff team, 6-3 in 19, 6 flat in 18, which was a playoff team, 6-4 in 17, 6-1 in 16, 7.0 in 2015, which was the best. So right now, that 6.8 mark is the second highest going all the way back to 2010. You could even go back to 2009. That's the far that these stats will go back. The highest yards per play they've season they've had prior to this year was seven with the 15 team. The next highest, I believe, is 6.39, which I believe they've done a couple times. So 6.39 in 2009 with Jimmy Clausen, Michael Floyd, Golden Tate. 6.39 in 2017, which was that great ground attack that was excellent. Those are the two, 6.30 in 2019. So they're well ahead. They're over a half yard better than any other season they've had. And that's without even getting to the soft part of the schedule. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
that that has to be taken into consideration because when you look at what Notre Dame is going to face in the second half of the schedule, Clemson has a very good defense, very good defense. Clemson's defense right now rivals Notre Dame statistically uh, in a lot of ways. They're giving up 19 points a game. They've had a couple offenses, giving up a couple touchdowns. Uh, Pitt's giving up 25 points a game. Wake Forest is giving up 23 points a game. And Stanford's giving up 36 points a game. And then and then when you look at some of the some of the numbers of those teams that are giving like 25, 23, you know, Pitt held Wofford to seven. So if you just look at what they've done with FB, actually, you know what? I can I can pull that up here real quick. Let me go to scoring offenses versus FBS only. So Pitt, uh actually be uh, scoring defenses, excuse me. Let's go to scoring defenses. This is really a great website, by the way, versus FBS teams. So Pitt has given up 28.8 points against FBS opponents. Ranked 79th. Wake Forest is giving up 24.2 points per game against FBS opponents. That ranks them 48th. Clemson is giving up 19.8 points per game against FBS opponents. And Stanford is giving up 37.2. So you're talking about uh, an, an offense that uh, has a chance to get right in the second half of the year. So when you look at these numbers, for example, and you compare where they are, I'm going to pulling up the total offensive numbers as well, or total defensive numbers as well, and going to give that. But we're talking about yards per play. And if you look at just per game, Pitt so far this season has given up five per game. Clemson's given up 4.5, which is pretty good. Wake Forest is giving up. and Stanford is giving up, which ranks them, that would rank Wake Forest 84th, and then Stanford is giving giving up 6.7. So there's a chance for them to make an even bigger jump. They're almost a full yard ahead of where they were a year ago. Run game numbers are down overall. uh, They don't rank 332nd in yards per rush. Uh, That's obviously a, a, a mistake on my part that I did not catch, which I apologize. Uh, But Notre Dame's yards per rush attempt this year uh, ranks 32nd, so there's an extra three there, which is up from last year. So even though they're allowing fewer tackles for loss per game this season than they did a year ago, so even though their rushing totals are down, they're down about 24, little, a little under 24 yards per game. Uh, they are up almost a half a yard in yards per, per, per play in the run game, which factors in. They've been more of a big play offense this year. Uh, Notre Dame, and, and if you and if you look at this too, these are raw numbers. Notre Dame is on pace to be ahead of that. So right now, Notre Dame has only 20 plays of of over 30 yards or more compared to 25 last year. That 25 is over the course of 13 games. Right now, Notre Dame is on pace for 33 big plays, so plays of of 20 yard 30 yards or more. Uh, last year in the past game, they had 21 over the course of the whole season. This season, let's see here, 14 divided by 8 times 13. This year, they're on pace for 23, so slight jump in pass game. And then the run game this season, they are on pace for, if they play 13 games, they're on pace for 18 carries of 20 yards or more. So it's about where they were last year with most teams uh, playing fewer fewer games. And they're turning the ball over at a lower at a lower rate this season than they were last year. So when you when you look at 
Notre Dame's production on offense, it is improved. Is it as improved as much as we would have liked? No, it's not. Let's see what it looks like at the end of the year, though. And that's that's kind of my point, is they, they hit a, a stretch in the last three games where the offense, or three of the last four games, where the offense simply just did not play well. They didn't. We can we can all admit that. They did that against a schedule that had the third-ranked scoring defense in the country, the fourth-ranked scoring defense in the country, and the 38th best scoring defense in the country. You know, they did that against a, a defense a, a schedule that has the seventh best team in the country in fewest yards per game, the 16th best team in, in the country in fewest yards per game, and the 22nd best team in the country in fewest yards per game. They didn't step up the way they needed to in those games. We can say that, but still look at it and say they're quite a bit better than they were in last year. And then you're going to see it really stand out in, in here in this area. So, come on, go back over there. Let's go to the offense. So, when you look at passing yards per game, they're 49th compared to 98th last year. Big jump. Uh, 21st in yards per attempt compared to 37th last year. 24th in yards per completion compared to 41st last year. Uh, They've jumped up from 52nd to 34th in completion percentage. They are 6th in touchdown passes, 13th and fewest interceptions compared to 40th and 77th a year ago. They went from 32nd in passer rating last year to 14th this year. That's a big jump. Their red zone def- offense overall has gotten better. Statistically, it's gotten better. Ranking from a red zone touchdown standpoint, it's the same. But the overall red zone numbers are down. That's going to be an interesting statistic to measure at the end of the year, too, because you got to think about something. Notre Dame has been through the hard part of their schedule. Most teams have not. Notre Dame is one of the few teams in college football that is getting ready to go through a period of their schedule that is the softest they're going to play all year overall. Now, Clemson is very good. But a lot of other teams are are going to be, you know, Michigan's got to play Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Penn State's got to play Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State still has tough games in their schedule. Most teams are getting to the part of the season where their schedule really ramps up. Look at the Pac-12 teams and what they have to face this last month and a half of the season. Most teams are facing a really the toughest part of their schedule. Notre Dame has already been through that. And this is where they rank in these areas. And so, you know, obviously we talked in the previous section about getting right in some of these areas, but the baseline numbers are are pretty good overall. Now it's about getting back on track and, and keeping those numbers there, moving those numbers up in some other areas. And the area where I could see a big change is red zone because I, and not not that Notre Dame will necessarily be better, but as as the schedule improves for other teams, that that's going to come down. So that seventy four point one, even if they stay there, could climb up the rankings quite a bit. The biggest difference on, on between this year's offense and last year's, you know, they're allowing fewer sacks and some of those things is. Most statistics are either close or the 2023 offense has been much better in a lot of areas. And, and I think it's going to be even better as we get out of the end of the season when they play some of the, 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 the lower effectiveness, worst teams in the schedule. I was just say it that way. But third down offense is significantly worse. Notre Dame ranked 13th last year in, red, in third down offense. The 2020 offense ranked 7th. On third down, last year, I think they were in the 40s or 58th, I guess. or uh, uh, No, 2021, they were in the 40s. Uh, let me let me go third down offense. I think they were in the 40s in 2021. That was the worst year under, under Tommy Reese. So 2021, Notre Dame ranked 46th. Yeah, but the other two years, they were 17th and 13th. Right now, they're 58th 
that's got to get a lot better. That's the one area that I would say I'm, I've been most disappointed in with the Notre Dame offense as far as where they've taken a big step back from last year. But in every other area, you look at the rankings, you look at the raw numbers, they're making big imp- they've made big improvements compared to last year in in almost every area. And all a lot of these numbers are going to only get better as they play schedules that just they're just not as good. We can say it. They they ju- they're just not as good. So they're going to have to get better in that in that in those areas. But I'm very curious to see how it's going to be because we can say, hey, I expected more from the offense. I expect more from the offense, but still be able to look at it and say, but you know they've definitely gotten better. Now, how much better? And that's why I said earlier, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Jared Parker does these last four games because if he can make the jump, I I believe he's capable of, or I believe this offense is capable of. It's probably a better way of saying it then I think this team is going to have a chance to finish very strong. And, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. We'll mm-hmm.